What's up and welcome back to Miles Apart. Hello everyone and hello Matthew. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm wonderful. How are you? Uh, I'm great. This was so energetic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a game show. Oh yeah. I'm like, uh, do you know the Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> so let's uh, let's roll the, the wheel and find out what kind of fortune <laughs> you'll be facing. <laughs> I'd rather not. Candace's family loves shows like that. I only know it through um, shows such as um, How I Met Your Mother, when Barney goes on one of them. I've never watched that show. You've never watched How I Met Your Mother? I don't think so. Wow, that's insane. I've only I've never watched a whole episode of The Office. Yeah, I, I, it's not really my thing, so... Have you ever seen um, Friends? Uh, I've seen a little bit, maybe like five episodes. Okay, and what about The Big Bang Theory? <laughs> That's a good one. Ah, okay. Now we're I like speaking. that one. All yeah. right, all right. Do you know um, Modern Family? I have, I, I have watched it once, but it's just not my type of show. My parents used to watch that one in the big bang theory so i kind of just sat there and watched it with them big bang theory is great i recently watched desperate housewives <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well see when i was younger i watched it with my mother because it was on tv and she liked it and i just never thought about it before, um, again but then it popped up on my disney plus and i was like hmm let me check that out it's actually pretty good. It's lots of... <laughs> it's like unnecessary it's like, drama. It's lots of drama. It's love stories. It's crime. It's it's a bit of everything. It's very interesting. But honestly, after like the eighth season, I was done. I couldn't do it anymore. The eighth? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So now I'm watching... Drum roll... I'm watching Queer Eye. <laughs> I just wish I could just like watch you just sitting there like watching it in your bed. Well, I so I watched it once in college with my first year roommate on campus. And mm -hmm. at the time I was like it's kind of fun but it's not really my thing. And then after watching Desperate Housewives for such a long time I just needed something else and Netflix recommended me to watch Queer Eye and then I watched one episode and I was like this is actually really fun it's like super positive and like it's interesting and it's nice and it's like good energy so mm -hmm. I kind of like it I mean if you like it who cares Yeah, Candace really likes my girlfriend, she watches this show. I think she probably finished it, but it was weird. It was, I think it was like Love Island or something. And oh, like a great. bunch of like British people are like on a island together. It's, it's so weird. They like all have to like make out with each other in games and stuff. <laughs> yep. Do you know, um, Too Hot to Handle? <laughs> <laughs> I've probably seen something. It's one of those dating shows, and it's pretty much like a group of people, like, I don't know, five guys, five girls, and they get there, and they think they'll have, like, a summer of hooking up and, you know, what what comes with it. But they show up, and it's actually um, a summer of not being allowed to touch, kiss, or do anything, <laughs> and they have, like, a jackpot of $100,000, and every time one per like two people actually make out or like do anything, money gets deducted from like the price money. <laughs> and at first they're all like bummed out and they're like, "Oh no, I can't be doing that. Why am I here? This is horrible." But by the end, some of them actually change, and it's kind of fun to watch. Hmm. I, I could never see myself in a show like that or oh, any of these no. like game shows or something. I wonder why people sign up to these shows. Because they want to get famous. That's the thing. Like, no one's really there to actually find their love lover or whatever, you know. 
Maybe, maybe some. But I feel like majority are just there to get famous, and then they can make money off of that. Yeah, I can see that. I will say, though, the best and the OG, like, drama show, Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it. Wow. You've never seen Jersey Shore. I think I remember you saying that you watched it in college. Yeah, I watched it somewhere, but I couldn't... It's not available anymore on Netflix. It's really sad. Oh, really? I don't know. It's just... Shows like that just make me feel like I'm losing brain cells. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing intelligent about that show. It's just a bunch of Italian, like, second-generation second Italian people from Jersey going to a house and partying. <laughs> Living the dream. The American dream. Yes. Yeah, speaking of which... So, for all the people who do not care about technology, um, this week Apple had their WWDC conference kickoff presentation. What would Jesus, with, huh? what would Jesus do? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, it's like basically they bring out every year in summer like new software and sometimes they drop new technology like gadgets. And this year... They finally did it. After years of speculations and rumors, finally, their AR, VR device is finally here. It's called Vision Pro. (laughs) Do you know what Vision Pro is? I would assume it's... I think I saw like a little clip. It's like you can see, but then like things will pop up in your vision. Yes. So why I want to talk about it, because... I don't want to talk specifically about the gadget um, because I know that not everyone cares about it. But this gadget specifically is a mix of VR and AR. So augment, augmented and vis- virtual r- reality. Wow. <laughs> and um, augmented means that you still see your surroundings, but they introduce new layers or like add stuff to it. And VR is totally different. Like totally made up like metaverse type of stuff mm-hmm. and so this goggle from um apple allows you for for example you can open and work on your emails and have a floating massive screen in front of you which is just like you know ar and then you can open another window with like safari or you can open another one and work on adobe premiere pro and work on your video all while just wearing that that glass which looks kind of like a ski goggle but (laughs) you can wear them going skiing so i've heard people in the tech world discussing that i don't know if you should do that um also the battery only lasts two hours so that would be a very short skiing trip Mm. but to each your own i guess but what I really want to touch on is, do you... So Apple said during the presentation that this will be the future of personal computing, um, that we will not be working... We, w- we won't be working on computers like we've used to in, I don't know, like 10 years or something like that. So we'll all be wearing these goggles and have these windows open in front of our goggles, if you want to say it like that. Mm-hmm. What's your... What's your take on that? Is I think the use of it is nice, but I think the product itself is not up to where I would want. So I, I obviously, my dad had an Oculus, or he still has mm-hmm. one. I don't know where it is, which is basically the same like type of product over your eyes. But it's so big, like if it got down to a pair of glasses or something, maybe. Or like well, some so, contacts, you know? So Google actually had Google Glasses that was like released, I don't know, 10 years ago. It was just way, like it was ahead of its time and no one really knew what to do with it. So I think right now these companies are just trying to figure out how can we like implement AR and VR into a device that looks good enough and works good enough. And like... Let's compare it to like iPhones. Like the first iPhones compared to nowadays weren't as good and like they weren't, I don't know, maybe as nice. I mean, that's a mm. taste question. So I think that 
the technology will evolve. But so I was discussing with my girlfriend, yes, the possibility of working in like an AR environment is great because it looks great and whatnot. But the question is, do we like, will we still have access to our actual reality? Is it not just like another form of escapism that we already yeah. like practice with like, I don't know, phone, like smart devices, it's like smartphones, like endless TikTok or Instagram or mm -hmm. whatnot. I think even where we are today, we have to focus on, um, what was I going to say? Our attention. We got to focus mm -hmm. on our attention. And then when you put something on your head and you don't even need to like look at anything, it's literally there. Then you're even more like zoned into this alternate universe of whatever you're watching. So it just makes it harder and harder for us as individuals to give ourselves time away from the screen, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. at the end of the day, these companies like Apple and them, they just want us to stay on these screens and watching stuff. So then we ha they have the power to control our like purchases and whatnot. Like whatever we see the most is probably what we're going to gravitate towards and give our money to, you know, true, true. So like these, so like advertisers are going to pay more for the people that are on screen more And then, like, it's just, like, one company, like, Apple's making money from advertisers, and advertisers are making money because Apple's making a new thing that individuals will be, will be watching videos and stuff more, if that makes sense. That's how I view it. Yeah. So, I personally think it's, this is the future. Um, I think, it, like, in, I think in some time, we will all use some sort of AR, VR, or like a mix, mixture of both um, device. Um, the question is just to which point. Like, mm. I honestly could see like a running type of headset, like, you know, glass kind of thing, um, where when you run, it tells you, like, you can see your stats next to your run, or like, you can tell it, like, That's... I want to run, I don't know, like 40 kilometers choose a path that i can use and it tells you your directions like that type of stuff mm -hmm. and yes that's going to be nice and it's like useful but why like what am i losing with this like mm -hmm. i don't need to be like when i go on a run i don't need a device in front of me like right now i have an apple watch it It's here to tell me, like, my stats. I can listen to my podcast or music next to, like, during my run. But I don't need specifically an entire thing above my eyes. Mm -hmm. But when I want to watch a movie at home, I kind of have a TV, so I don't really have a use for that. But for computing, I honestly could see it. Like, man, you could mm -hmm. see, sit anywhere in this world. You can bring your... I don't know, magic keyboard connected to your device, sit on the beach and work. I mean, imagine when it gets to a point where they don't even need a key. You don't need to connect a keyboard. It's like either it's there and you're just typing on it with your hands. I mean, or... in this one from Apple, you actually don't need one. It's just that if you prefer one, so it's like the same type of problem with iPads. Like, yes, the in like the virtual virtual um keyboard in the ipad is nice to use but like for long periods of typing it's just nicer to have an actual keyboard imagine when they get to the point where you don't even need a keyboard at all and it kind of is attached to your brain and knows what you want to type there's some sort of connection wow that's <laughs> that's opening <laughs> in a whole new divert diver um, dimension yeah Yeah, I mean, see, I was arguing with my girlfriend. So she was actually arguing for this. I at first didn't really wanted to see it or I couldn't really see it. But then I kind of thought about it. And yes, we see a, a rise in mental health related issues. Yes, of course, 30, 40 years ago, we didn't really like 
our society didn't really focus on it so numbers weren't as exact as it as they are maybe nowadays but she would argue that a lot of mental health can be traced back to social media and like devices because it's either we're i don't know in so some sort of social media or we watch movies and sh tv shows in the evenings or technology allows you to be as lazy as you want to be and it's nice but the argument is sometimes instead of coming home from work and sitting directly in front of your tv watch a tv show and afterwards game a little bit isn't it go better to go on a run and then cook some good food and then i don't know read a book mm -hmm. so like with such a device it would just incline you to use it even more yeah just overstimulation and at what point is it enough is it too much you know that's true but i think that's Which, yeah i think it's just a personal choice you know um companies like apple are gonna wait want to continue to profit so they're gonna make products that are attracting us to be glued onto screens and being stimulated so it's it's in their financial interest to do that and so you have to realize that and work around it so maybe you can say sundays no screens or something like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i mean at the end of the day it's us deciding how much we want to rely and use these gadgets but like you said um these companies are interested in us um consuming as much as we can i i mean like i said before i do think that that will be the future kind of like have you seen the movie ready player one so for everyone not um or like for everyone listening who did not watch this movie it's pretty much a vision of our world in i believe like 50 years or 100 years or whatnot and pretty sure it's I, in it's in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> um, and the world's kind of like shitty. Like people only live in like stacked up containers. Like it's actually gross. And to escape this world, they all use VR goggles and go to like these amazing worlds and like all have avatars. And it's a great movie, but it also shows you where technology might go with like mm. devices such the oculus or the vision pro or like the metaverse like all these things actually are available and like i think it's a question of time yeah i think it's i don't know if it'll get that bad but i think it's inevitable for us to be connected with some artificial reality in whatever sense it is, if it's the new Vision Pro from Apple or some other gadget, you know, it'll be mm -hmm. mainstream at some point. Mm -hmm. So looking at the product like that, I mean, thinking about it in your case, um, would you, so the price it comes at. Oh God. It's Apple fashion and honestly, so I follow a couple of like tech, tech interested YouTubers and what like influencers and they all say yes Apple as usual is more expensive but there's also like there's a technology in it that makes like puts it apart like they're much much better in what they do and so that's why the devices is expensive and it's still like they're not expecting to sell a lot of these devices this is just a first gen like like the, with the Apple Watch, at first it's just a tryout. Will people actually want to buy it? It's a huge gamble for them. But yes, the price it is three thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see just a bunch of like rich white people that have like no other money to spend like anywhere <laughs> else. So then they just, you know, which is fine. Yeah. Are you get? Are you gonna get it? So it's not available right now. It's only available oh, next God. year. They just announced it so developers have time to work and like adjust their apps. Um, I want a device like that. I've been interested in AR and VR. 
not because I, I'm not trying to run away, but it's just technology that interests me and I feel yeah. like this is the next step. And the Oculus and all of these other headsets for now just didn't give me a reason why I would buy it because I didn't really have a use for them. This one I can actually see myself work on emails and, I don't know, Word documents in my own AR world. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not try to buy the first version because I'm sure there's going to be a second one and I'd rather have a second version, which might be a bit less expensive, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more useful than getting like an Oculus because that's just video games and stuff like that. So it makes sense. You can sit on your couch and do your work. Yeah. You know, so... Makes sense. So yeah, that's um, that's the tech world. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. To be honest, like people have been waiting for this for years because all these other companies, like Microsoft, has released AR uh, VR goggles. Um, Meta has their Oculus. Um, Google had some glasses years ago. There's so many other players who are in that market, and so it was it was about to happen and it finally is here and with apple it's always the same like when they release a new product people are always mind blown and everyone wants it but then the price comes around and people are like oh do i really still like do i really still want this device Mm -hmm. um but i'm honestly sure like this is the power of apple think about it that way when we think of headphones immediately most of us think of white cord headphones which are Mm -hmm. made by apple Mm -hmm. and when you walk around in the streets nowadays most of the people wear white airpods Mm -hmm. because apple understands to use it to like create a product or like make a product but make it so good and so distinguishable from others and make their publicity around it that people actually like associate the entire product to that one product yeah i mean it's not as much as it's like them developing a new product it's also the story they tell and the type of person they're advertising you will be if you have this sort of product Mm -hmm. same with smart watches i've honest i would have never bought a a smart watch if it wouldn't be apple because apple has once again pulled it off and if you're in that unbelievably great but expensive and annoying garden called apple's eden (laughs) um in that ecosystem is difficult to get out but all these devices work perfectly with each other so that's a big selling argument for them yeah i mean i'm not like the biggest tech guy so i don't like nerd out on specifics but it's definitely interesting where it's going. I don't know if it's for the common good or not, but I'm I'm not one to judge on that yeah. front. Only only future will tell. So, um <laughs> enough with technology because I feel like some people might be bored of this already. <laughs> Matthew, do you have a hack or tip of the week for the listeners? Um, I want you to go first because I'm going to think about it. <laughs> no. Um, so just for clarification, are we trying to do a hack of the week, like read books that you think are interesting and you can work out anywhere? Or is it going to be an actual hack that we can actually use? Given it a specific. <clears throat> like, eat turmeric and it'll, it'll like, remove uh, <laughs> inflammation. I don't even know what that is, so... Turmeric? It's a spice. Oh, turmeric. Okay, okay, okay. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, no. Um, here's a good hack. So for me, this one is super obvious. Like I said, these hacks can be obvious for us. Um, I personally use different cloud systems. 
Do you use any of them? Um, I guess I use multiple. I have the Google one for like mm-hmm. my emails and stuff, like Drive. Mm-hmm. I have like a hundred gigabytes, and then Apple. I have one. I don't. Oh, it's to back up my stuff, like my pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's about it, I think. So I have um, also only two cloud services that I use. Um, it's the Google one, um, but it's for all my documents. So it's my school stuff, it's my work stuff, it's contracts, it's any type of document that I need or that I have. Like I even scan my taxes and put it up in my cloud. For the sole reason that that way I am not bound to a actual computer anymore. I can um, work on my stuff from anywhere in this world. Um, it is much easier. I also have like thousands of um, folders in there. Not thousands, but like a lot of folders in there. Um, and it honestly helps me to be much more creative, um, not creative, um, <laughs> productive, because I don't lose stuff anymore. It's always there. I create, like, let's say I have to write a paper. I create the paper, like the actual Google Doc, in the folder of the class, of the school, of like the year, whatnot. So it's so much easier to find stuff and to like access stuff. Like there's been moments where I go to a friend's place and suddenly I'm like, oh, I totally forgot to turn that um, that paper in. Like as an example, it never happened before, but <laughs> I'll use this one. And it's like Sunday night and I know I won't be home till like midnight and then I have to turn that stuff in till midnight. So I ask him, hey, can I log into your computer quickly? I open my Google Drive, download the paper, go into my university stuff and submit it. So that's much easier. And the second one I use, the same one as you use, um, the Apple iCloud, where I pretty much just update everything from my credit cards, from my photos, from my contacts, emails. So I have all my emails going through Apple. Um, that way it's much easier. And I have two more emails that I use for like junk. Oops, sorry, hit the microphone. For like junk and like, you know, whenever you sign up for a dodgy website, and I'm like, I'll use my Gmail account for that. <laughs> <laughs> And I have it on auto-delete every other day, so I don't even have to open that one. But, hmm. um, yeah, I would say that's my it's my big um, hack of the week, hack of the year maybe, hack of the century. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever worry about um, anybody retrieving your information on in the cloud? Um, yes and no. Um, if someone really wants to access my stuff, I'm sure they can find ways, but they can also find ways to access it on my actual computer. So unless I don't want people to actually have a chance to access it, I have to have it on paper and not work on computers anymore. So that question for me is kind of out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, that's being said, I do believe that Google is very secure because if it would come out that, let's say, I don't know, someone working for a super important company and they have like super secretive plans and they all upload them to their Google Drive and someone finds it and hacks their Google Drive, that shit will go out, come out and it would be a massive story. So I don't think that it's that easy, but hackers can access anything nowadays. So I guess my hack is to learn about hacking. To learn, <laughs> learn how to be a hacker. You can get anything. Yeah, but do you want to be a good or a bad hacker? That's a big question. Bad. Oh, bad. So you want to harm people. No. Um, what's my real hack? Hmm. It's not even a hack. It's just, um, so 
not even in college i'd say going back to high school i used to be like super into video games mm-hmm. and in college i didn't really play a lot and now like i gave my xbox away to focus on my work and stuff mm-hmm. but i just ended up spending my time watching other people playing video games <laughs> <laughs> like on youtube no like, you actually watch that stuff Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, like, all day, I'll just put on somebody playing, like, Pokemon or something. So, do you go on Twitch to, like, watch live? No. Play? Oh. Just on YouTube. Like, people will make clips and stuff. So, my non-hack hack is to get a Switch and play this the new Zelda game because it's insane. So you got a Switch to play Zelda? Yes. Fair enough. We did the same. We bought one for um, Mario Kart, so can't say anything. You should get... Um, do you know Mario Party? I'm assuming it's a party with Mario. You've never played Mario Party? No. You gotta get it. It's so fun. So you can play up to four players, and it's like you're playing on a game board and each like thing you land on does different things like give you coins or you have to face off and play a mini game or whatever you run into bowser and all this stuff and you each turn each person like jumps up and hits a block and that's the amount of spaces they go but the past two nights Candace and i have been playing that before we go to bed so you both have a switch no, you only need one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because you can detach the controllers. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's, you can go up to four players. It's really cool. See, the thing is, um, my gaming life is very easily explained. I play with my roommate most of the time when we play. We play Call of Duty Black Ops 2 on a PlayStation 2. <laughs> We don't even play online because we tried it once and it's actually horrible nowadays because there's only people who actually like hacked the game so much that they're pretty much invisible to you and you get the enti- mm-hmm. you get killed the entire time you don't even know what's happening so it's not yeah. fun to play online but we play locally <laughs> the two of us either like we play some like games where weapons get changed every like 40 seconds or we play against bots. <laughs> that would just get boring for me. I, I'm not a big gamer. I'm not competitive in it. Like I'm competitive when we play, but it's not. I'm like not really into it that much. Yeah. I've played three times zombie mode on Black Ops. So, dude, zombies is the best. I love zombies. <laughs> I can play one round of it for like five hours straight. I can also imagine because we played it once together in Zurich and I was actually, I think I was a disadvantage to play with you because you had to constantly re- like bring you back Revive. to life. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, so that's my gaming experience. Other than that, sometimes, very, very sometimes, I play um, FIFA with some of my friends, but that's like not very often, like maybe like three times a year. And then we bought a Switch to play Mario Kart. And that has happened a couple of times till we <laughs> went to a vacation with my roommates. And we only had the Switch with us. So we played for one week every night Mario Kart. And my roommate is so good in Mario Kart that we nearly got into an argument and we haven't played it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and Switches are like 250 bucks, 300 bucks. Yeah, they're not expensive. That's expensive. Compared to others? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Is I how much is an Xbox? I don't know about Xbox. I only know (laughs) that there's a PS5 and you can't buy it, and it's like five hundred bucks. So I thought a. Mm, I mean, sure, a Switch is expensive, but it's like, it's worth it because you can actually play it on that little screen, or you can. Con- um, connected to your TV, which is really cool. 
Mm-hmm. It is cool. Am I? I was reading this book, and there, it goes over Nintendo and how it started. It used to be like card games and stuff, and then mm-hmm. um, how like they differentiated themselves and thought outside the box and stuff. It's really cool. Did you ever had a Game Boy? Yeah, hundred percent. I. Damn. I played the very first Pokemon that was in black and white. Like, there was no color. Oh, so you're like an OG Pokemon guy. Yeah. It came out before I was even born, and then my cousin gave it to me when I was, like, five. Because he didn't like it. Oh. And then I just fell in love, and I played, like, every single Pokemon until midway through high school, and then I just didn't catch up and then i would just play during class i'd play like the, all the old ones i'd hack into my laptop and just play them there <laughs> so the first um gaming console i ever ever i ever had was a nintendo switch which i received for like my eighth birthday wait what a switch uh ds sorry nintendo <laughs> ds i'm like not a switch uh, no, that was a bit too early. No, no, a DS. Do you remember okay. that one? Heavily. I had, like, I think I ended up getting, like, two of them because there was, like, a DS and there was a DSi. See, I don't even know about that. I had the old gray one. Mm. What games I did thought you play? it was... Huh? What games did you play? Super Mario? Mario Kart, and I don't know if that's a thing in the U.S. It was called Dr. Kowalski Brain Games. I don't know. It was like math oh, and that type of stuff. I think I stuff. know what you're talking about. That was fun. And my parents were like, if you're going to play games, play something smart. So I ended up playing that one. <laughs> I got so good I never at played that. Yeah, you were a legendary student. Oh, yes. No, so I actually had three consoles. Jesus Christ, I'm bumping that microphone the entire time. Um, I had three consoles in my entire life. I had a um, Nintendo DS. I had a PlayStation Portable, PSP. Which, granted, I had like two or three of them because I always dropped them. (laughs) Um, And I have a PS3, and that's the last device I ever bought. Hmm. I don't play games. PSP. Yeah. Low key, the PSP was pretty cool because you could buy cartridges that were like movies. Mm-hmm. And you could watch a movie on your PSP. I had uh, Batman and Spider Man on it. I loved it. I had the oh National Treasure that movie. Have you seen that? Natural Treasure. National. National Treasure. It's like a meme now. I've never but heard of that movie. You should watch it. But, dude, I had, like, every single console. Besides, any PlayStation did not have it, but... Xbox, Wii, PSP, DS, DSi, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Like, every single one. Wow. Yeah, that's why... Now you understand why I'm not a gamer and why I'm not really good at it. And I understand why you are extremely good at it. Well, I mean, I'm really big into video games and you're just really big into tech. So, Yeah, and funny enough, on neither my MacBook nor my iPad nor my iPhone, I don't have any games on them. Mm, neither do I. I don't know why. I just like don't like playing games on my phone. No, I hate it. Like, I played games on my iPod when I was a kid, but, like, when I got a phone, I was just... I don't know. Never got games. No, I I think there's, like, a couple of them. Like, Fruit Ninja, that was fun. Or, like, Doodle Bob. Remember that? Doodle Jump or Doodle Jump, Doodle Jump, yes, yes. I hacked it. I hacked Doodle Jump years ago. (laughs) And I I broke all the records. (laughs) And then there was, like, the... What was the one where you were the guy in, like, a ruin or something, and you were, like, running? Temple Run. Yeah. Yes, that one's great. Or Subway Surfer is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I remember I, I like, found out how to hack Temple Run. 
and so you had to leave your like phone on for as long as it could go so then I would just plug in my phone at night and go to bed and it would be on and I'd just be running the entire night for like eight hours and my phone would be like a hundred degrees yes when, when I woke up yeah it's kind of interesting that like we've all did this to get the score that doesn't really matter anything yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're all competitive, I guess. I don't know why. I just... I do not like watching sports games, like, really at all. I could literally watch hours of people playing video games. Really? So you will yeah. not watch, I don't know, a Super Bowl? The only... You know what's funny is... The only time I ever watched a Super Bowl was with my friends from college and... So they want to go, they have two TVs. On the right TV, they had the Super Bowl going. And on the left TV, I was sitting down on the couch closer to the left TV. And I was playing Xbox while they were watching <laughs> the Super Bowl. And they were like all screaming and stuff. And I'm just sitting there like playing my Harry Potter game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, to each your own. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's because I grew up playing it. I never grew up watching sports because my dad didn't really watch sports that much. Yeah, that explains it. I I like going to games. Like I remember going to games when I was a kid. Yeah. So like watching football or something. So I like doing that, but I don't really like sitting down and watching games. I mean, I honestly I prefer doing sports, but like watching the World Cup or the European Cup mm, gets me going. I love that. Like, my dad's German, so he also like he always supports the German national team, and they've been really bad ever since 2014. So let's keep Germany. Um, my mom is French and Swiss, so I do have two other nations to cheer on, which is great. Um, and like, I get really into it, like. I remember summer of 2018, I was um, watching Germany play against Sweden and I got so mad because <laughs> Germany was losing and I was like, how can we lose against Ikea? It's a bunch of horrible furniture. <laughs> and I was watching with friends and they were all like, Mel, chill, it's just a game. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's not just a game. <laughs> People, I feel like football or whatever around the world is like a religion it is you know, people, yes people take that like do not take it lightly which is crazy to me because i don't feel that type of way with any sports team or anything i think the difference is that in the u.s so there's a couple of differences between like european football and american sports is first of all um we have different leagues. So if your team sucks, you're going to be relegated to the second division, which you do not want to be because your club loses a lot of money, prestige. Um, it's just bad to see. Um, mm. Second of all, they're not franchises. They're actual companies and they stay in the same city. So like, I don't know, um, like Real Madrid or FC Barcelona, they're never going to move the city. It's not like in the US where... It's franchises, and these owners are like, mm, I don't like it here in Seattle. I'm going to move to um, Oklahoma and name rebrand the name the team. Like, that's mm. impossible. Um, and, like, it's the most watched sport in the world. And anywhere you go, people know who Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's what do like you the, think about what do you think about the Olympics? Like, how um, do the Europeans see the Olympics? Do they even care? I do care, not as much as like the World Cup, just because it's like so much to watch. I know people who have like who've been to Olympics, so that's like I love I like watching the Winter Olympics. 
mm-hmm. for like certain sports. There's also like there's so many sports that I either don't care or don't want to watch. Um, I don't have that many strong emotions towards it, but I'll still try to watch it because it's the Olympics. Mm. Hmm. Like the next Olympic Summer Games are, I believe, next year. Yeah, I think they're Dude, next I... summer. No, I think they're next summer, and they're in Paris. And I really want to go because I've always wanted to watch a man's USA basketball game. That would be sick. Yes. So I really want to go to Paris and watch that. And I want to watch the marathon with, hopefully, Kipchamge. (laughs) What's his name? I always forget it. (laughs) It's Iliad Kipchoge. Yeah, it was very close. Um, Dear listeners, that is the current world record holder of he's the the greatest runner of all time point blank if you say so we believe it yeah i mean he ran a marathon in less than two hours yeah that's insane actually insane that's nuts that's so fast (laughs) so yes i would watch him i would have loved to watch michael phelps swim because that's he's also a beast or used to be one um but yeah, I'm not. I just didn't grow up with Olympics as much as I did with, for like the World Cup or Euro Cup because I've been to several Euro and World Cups, and it's just like I don't know. It's just like I've always watched it with like friends and family. It's always a gathering and an event. And mm-hmm. to be fair, this year in Qatar felt very off for me, even though I still watched it. But I watched way less games and. Didn't like just because of the whole situation because of it with being in Qatar and all that stuff well I honestly at first I was h- hating on FIFA and Qatar um, like many other people did but ultimately I wasn't cur- courageous enough to actually boycott the entire thing because I am too much of a fan of it um, my girlfriend, on the other hand, I have to give her those credits, didn't watch a single game. Um, and she said so from beginning on. Um, but yes, it was definitely that that salty aftertaste of like knowing what went down and like Netflix, Netflix's show about FIFA that like dropped two weeks before the World Cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and like it's so i know this is like it's a bigger question because like for me world cup has to be in the summer when i can go and watch it on like um to like public viewings where we can go to bars and watch it there and drink and like cheer and party Mm. and this year was in the winter for me this is like the season where i want to rather be an inside and not outside and it's like it's a whole like i'm not thinking about football in the winter or less Mm. it's just like i don't associate world cup with winter and it's and it's difficult because like the northern hemisphere where we are located i think we all see it that way but the southern hemisphere i'm sure they were happy for once to have the world cup in their summer Mm mm-hmm so yeah, I don't know. It just felt weird. Like usually, I try to watch pretty much every game. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually come very close. That's to That's insane. Yeah, I'll honestly, I'll like, I'll watch games and games. Like at the end of it, I can't watch football anymore for like at least a month <laughs> because I just watch too much of it. Um, like there's days where I watch three different games, and then I watch the analysis. Like I watch the entire thing. Like football, so, I'm all in, all here. What do your parents think? Like, do they watch often? Are they big fans? Or my dad so is just both... like yeah. My dad is just like me. He especially watches all the German games. He watches all the Swiss games because he's also Swiss nowadays. Um, he does watch French games because of my mom and me. Of course, he's not too interested in them, and he doesn't like them too much right now because they're like number two in the like world standings, I believe. They're mm-hmm. really good. Um, but he watches like I think I've watched at certain World Cups more games than he did. 
but he's still like he loves it like my dad during the world cup texts me like every day hey do you want to watch this game do you want to watch this game like it's just his thing and even my mom who like never watches football like she's like oh yeah let's watch this game like i have friends who like don't care about football through throughout like two years and then the world cup or euro cup show up and they're like yeah let's go out let's go watch games like it, it just has this power mm -hmm. and energy well i think it's because it's like representing you you know as a person or as a community so you're mm -hmm. kind of rooting for your own people mm -hmm. i guess the world like these this is if you win the whole thing like you are the greatest in the world you know yeah and i mean i was lucky enough or i am lucky enough that two of my teams won in my lifetime so like france won 1998 so like year and a half after i was not not even a year after i was born so i was too young but i still witnessed it but i don't remember um mm -hmm. but 2014 um germany won the world cup in brazil and i was, was going nuts like wow mm -hmm. and then france won 2018 in russia and i was gone i was i couldn't believe it like two world cups <laughs> in a row that my teams won like i don't know it has like this power and of course when you're when you come from a country where your teams do really well, you're more inclined to watch it, naturally. Mm -hmm. Did you ever, like, I know you didn't really watch it before, but growing up, was that a topic for you? Honestly, I had no idea about World Cup or anything until college. Wow, no way. Like, I honestly didn't even know it was a thing. What? And honestly, I still don't understand the whole, like, World Cups every couple years. Four and years. There's, there's, it's just like, there's the whole country as a team, and then there's multiple teams, and then there's, like, different cups and stuff, and it's just like, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know okay. What Yes, so there's the World Cup every four years. So, like, let's say um, last year was 2022, obviously. <laughs> so the World Cup was on. Um, next year, so 2024, will be the next Euro Cup. Yes, the next Euro Cup. And so is that when is how many times is that? Like also every, every four years. But lands different. It, they always land two years so like mm. year zero is world cup year two is euro cup year four is world cup which one's more like which one's better this is a big argument i personally prefer the world cup because you play against teams from around the world and you get to watch teams from around the world like i'll watch japan against ecuador hell yeah mm. Even mm -hmm. though these teams might not be as interesting. I'll watch every game. Um, mm. And there's the argument that the Euro Cup is more interesting because there's a lot of very good teams in Europe and they all play, like, there's only European teams in the Euro Cup. So it's a bit more interesting to watch it. Um, I don't know. I still love both of them. Like, for me, it's not a big difference. So it's like... In the NBA, for basketball, it's like, if the NBA Finals was every four years, that would be the Euro Cup. And then the Olympics was every no, four years. Euro, no, no, Euro Cup would be if you would add all the Canadian teams as well. Oh, the NBA has a Canadian team. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so let's say, like, the NBA is the Euro Cup equivalent. And then it's not the really. Olympics is like a whole world. Yes. Yes. It's, yes. The problem if is... Because like US has so many states. So like let's just look at them as the European countries and the US states are equivalent. In terms of Euro Cup to NBA. It, it's like okay, the same. Yeah. It's like yeah, similar. Okay. Yes, if you want okay. to put it like that. 
But that's also like, so you have World Cup and then you have Euro Cup, but there's also Copa um, Americano, there's uh, Arabian, Asian Cup, there's North American Cup. Like there's, for every continent, there's a specific cup. Okay. So what if you're like really good, but you're not, you don't live in Europe? Like you're not on a European team? Doesn't matter. As a player? Yeah. Well, like if I'm so, if I'm like the best player in Japan, but I I wouldn't play in the Euro Cup unless I was on a European team. No, you cannot play. If you're Japanese, you can't play for a European team. You have to be citizen and born there. So what? What about all these teams where they like? Ronaldo was bought out for whatever to go play somewhere else. Oh, okay. So, so World Cup and Euro Cup, there's only national, like national teams. So then there's another one. Yeah, there, there's so many different ones. So <laughs> Euro and na- like World Cup, those are just nations, like Germany against France, um, Italy against USA, like oh. in USA in the World Cup. It's just national teams. So your country plays against another country. So what what about like FC Barcelona and all this stuff? So then there's for each country you have two to three different cups in the country. You have a league title you can win. That's like throughout the entire season who has the most points at the end of the season gets to win the league. Then you have a kind of a championship where like every any team for like Till like division two or three, I'm not sure. Depends. I I could be so wrong, but like something like that, where like different teams can play against each other, and then there's a Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League. <laughs> what? You are referring probably to the Champions League. This is That's like, just like the best of the best in Europe. Yes. Yeah, so it's like certain countries get like four teams. The, the best four get qualified and that's like a whole new tournament but it happens every year it's kind of and like the playoffs in a way it's like the best teams and they have like group stages and then they have knockout rounds and that's like actually this saturday plays manchester city against inter milano in a champions league final mm. But then you have other cups as the Europe European League, which is like the teams that were not good enough for the Champions League get to compete in their European League. Like like Zurich, FC Zurich. Well, if they would be good enough, yes. <laughs> but sometimes, so actually in Switzerland, if you're the be- top scorer, like the best team, you actually have chances to get into the Champions League. But since you play against powerhouses like Barcelona or Madrid or... Bayern Munich, it's very difficult to actually get to the final. It's pretty much impossible, to be honest with you. Um, hmm. So there's the European League, where actually a Swiss team was in the quarterfinal, FC Basel, and lost against an Italian team, who's playing tonight in the final. That's the European League tonight. And then... No, that's Challenge League. Sorry. Challenge League. That's <laughs> the one tonight. Uh, see, I mix it up myself as well. And then there's a European League that was played last week on Saturday, and that was Sevilla. Spanish team won against Rome. So what about, um, like, betting? Do people bet on all these games? And Yes. Like, who's going to win Champions League and who's going to win yes. the World Cup and all that stuff? Oh, all of the bets. Anything. Like, there's this one story where um, in the English league, it's called the Premier League. And a couple, I think that was 2016. One of the teams that was actually relegated this year, their name is um, Leicester City. And they had, like, zero chance to win the actual Premier League, like the, the league title. And then, I don't know, one guy bet some money on it because he's from Leicester. And he was like, I want my team to win. They win the league and he gets so much money in return because, like, the chances are, like, zero and they actually made it. Wow. And it's, like, it's difficult because you need, like, a consistent team. Um, injuries will make 
will determine it. Um, so like this year in the Premier League, it was Arsenal from from London who was pretty much looking like they would win the league, but then at the end of it, Manchester City won, took the title. So if you win, let's say you're whoever and you win the Premier League, does that mean that you're gonna be in, in the Champions League? In the Champions League. Yes. So it's like the top two or something. So in England it's top four. In Germany I believe it's as well. In Spain I'm pretty sure as well. Like there's certain big leagues where four teams get directly qualified, and then like the fifth team goes to European League, and then you have the I don't know sixth and seventh place go to Challenge League. So it's kind of like the March Madness. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like that. Yeah, like bigger and leagues it, get more play, like top teams than like a very small team, small league. Say that again. Like, the Premier League is one of the biggest leagues, so they have more players going into the world, not the world, the Champions Cup or whatever. Champions League. Yes, 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 yes. Champions League. Because they have so, better teams and they're bigger overall. Well, you also have like top leagues. So like the German League, the Italian League, the Spanish League, English League. And then I would say the French League are like the top five leagues worldwide. Because mm. they have like the biggest teams and like, it, you know, like these, that's where like the big, te like the big teams are. Um, so these countries, like these leagues get more direct seats to be in the Champions League. Um, but there's always incidents like, I forgot from where this team is. Um, I forgot the name. It's like some Eastern European team. They played against Real Madrid and like everyone was like, Real Madrid's going to like destroy them 10-0 and they actually beat Real Madrid. Like, this stuff happens. It's just, like, very uncommon. So, does the Champions League happen the same year as, let's say, the World Cup? Every year. So, has any team won, like, they win the Champions League, then they won the World Cup, and then, like, two years later, they win the Euro Cup or whatever you call it? Not possible, because if you are a team... Let's say FC Barcelona. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. There is a World um, Club Cup. What? There's, like, afterwards, like, FIFA and all these, like, football organizations created so many different cups to keep money <laughs> at constant flow and whatnot. It's, like, this is the main, the main cups. That's the ones that I just explained to you, but the rest of them aren't, like, that interesting to be honest mm. so if i wanted to have a team but i don't want a team that's like oh like i'm gonna bandwagon but they're like pretty good but they're like respected so you want to be watching football and you're looking for a good team yeah but like respected and not i don't want to hop on like paris and be like oh yeah that's my team well, it's difficult because, like, all these successful teams, it's always, like, the question of bandwagon. Um, especially Manchester City, because they were bought a couple years ago from some Saudis, or, like, I think Saudis. Um, same with Paris. I don't know. Um, it depends on what kind of club you're interested in. More in a like, a club with a rich history, like... I want, like, the grittiest club of all time. Like, gritty? Like, super gritty? Yeah. Yeah. Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund in Germany. That's gritty. They're really good. Um, but they're also too stupid, and they lost the league in the last second this year to German, to um, FC Bayern Munich. <laughs> <laughs> to my happiness, because I'm a, I'm a Bayern Munich fan. Hmm. Um. I don't know, man. There's so many different teams and there's so many leagues. Like, you would have to choose which country you want your team to be in, you know? So, does anybody watch, like, the Asian Cup or whatever? 
I'm sure there's people who do. I don't. Like, the, you would say, like, the Euro Cup is bigger, like, the biggest. I would say yes, and then I would say maybe the South American version of that. Just because there's, like, big co- countries like Argentina and, like, Brazil, Uruguay, Chile. Like, these countries I feel like, are... I feel like Brazil would be a, a good team well brazil is really good but they're not consistent so it always depends how good they are Mm. i feel like any any team in south america they would like they'd be really good but they they're like they grew up playing in the the dirt with a rock they're like insane you know Yes, but there's also a lot of very, very good players coming out of France. So actually, fun fact, at the last two World Cups, the nation that had the most players in the World Cup was France. Now, you would say, what do you mean? Um, (laughs) Because it's the World uh, Cup, though. Yes, because so technically speaking, you're only allowed to have French players on your team. But let's say... Me, for instance, I have a German father, I have a French mother who's also Swiss, and I was born in Switzerland. I can choose in which nation I want to play. Mm, I see. So, like, if I'm really good, I can, like, weigh my options and play on, like, the best one. Yes, but if you're only mediocre, you're going to look at it and be like, hmm, in which team do I have an actual chance of playing? Mm-hmm. So it always depends where you see a chance of playing, and of course, what team you want to represent. And so for France's example, they have so many, they have a really good academy. So there's a lot of players grow, like who were born and raised in France and who went on competing for other nationalities. And that's why most of the players at the world, two last World Cups were French. Hmm. So yes, I think we should bring this episode to an end because <laughs> this has turned out to be <laughs> technology and football. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Like I didn't really know anything about soccer leagues and all this stuff, so it's it's kind of interesting. I guess the more I know about it, the more interesting it sounds. It is. And the thing is like I grew up with it and for me it's always been very interesting and when I moved to the US, I didn't really follow it anymore. Um, and now I'm back in Europe. I just am following it a lot again because it's just so much fun to watch it. It's super interesting. I'm not the type of person who's like looking at all the stats, but I try to keep track of most of the leaks. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> if, any, if anyone's like stayed around and listened to us just blabbing about like alternate reality and like also (laughs) soccer leagues and all this stuff congratulations yeah thank you you've earned you've earned a high five (laughs) (laughs) um so well thank you so much for listening and um tune in for next week's episode peace out peace out bye-bye